I'll write down that rabbit hole So reality is questionable Try but you just can't let it go These two right here put on the show It's paranormal overload with southern hospitality Haunted murder mayhem tip while discussing immortality Locations with a dark past History that comes to life Hillbillies with a knack for Everything that goes bump at night Overthinking if you by yourself These two will have you turning on the lights Mixing in a little comedy to make sure it all fits in just right hey. Welcome to Hillbilly Horror Stories Now here's your hosts Jerry and Tracy Paul Heather Dog Ninja Sometimes they're cat Freddy, but never the ferrets. Hey, this is Nick Roth, and you're listening to Hillbilly Horror Stories. Hey guys, welcome to episode 346 of Hillbilly Horror Stories. I'm Jerry. And I'm Tracy. Tracy, as usual, we want to start off by thanking all of our military and civil servants all over the world. Thank you for everything that you do. God bless you guys and gals and service animals. We appreciate y'all so much and pray for you every single day. Thank you for keeping our country safe. We love you. Absolutely. We also want to remind anyone out there, if you're struggling right now with any type of uh, depression or just anything else that, that might be you might be struggling with, anxiety, whatever the case may be, just know that it's important to talk to people about what you're you're sharing. Don't ever feel like you're a burden on somebody. Don't feel like people don't care. You know, I, we, we've got a listener that um, we are in contact with on a regular basis. And when I told this person about how many people asked about them when they had a short period of time where they weren't on, they were amazed but they shouldn't be because it goes by what we say all the time. It goes to speak that even though you don't think anybody cares about you, there are people you wouldn't even fathom that care about you, mm-hmm. that would notice if you weren't there. Yep. You know, I literally had four or five different people write me because they hadn't heard from this person in a while. That says a lot. It does. That is. It's it's amazing you guys are there and... You reach out and that you do worry about the people in the group. We're very thankful for you all. We are. And it's it seems like every day somebody in the group posts about how thankful they are for the group. Yeah. When we are so proud of you guys and we're just very blessed. And we're always here for you guys. Uh, you can call Jerry or I at any time. You can also reach out to 988 that is the crisis number. And also, you can still text 741-741. There's always somebody here for you all. Please, please, don't hesitate to reach out. Yeah, that's the most important thing is reach out to someone. If you want to reach out to a friend or family member, that's great. If you want to reach out to a total stranger, that's fine. Just reach out to somebody. Absolutely. All right, Tracy, so... We've got a, a special guest on tonight, Shelby Gann. Mm-hmm. She is a, um, a she's a paranormal investigator, and she goes by um, Ghost Tits Paranormal. Ghost Tits Paranormal. Oh, I thought you were just running words together. No, I was not. <laughs> <laughs> but Good for uh, her. she's super fun, and she hasn't been doing 
doing paranormal investigating for very long, but she's got some cool stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we get to talk to her, and her and her son now listen to the show. Oh, so well, good. Thank you, guys. They will get a big kick. I'm sure her son will get a big kick out of hearing her on the show. Oh, well, good. So last week, speaking of uh, paranormal investigators and authors and podcasters, because Shelby Gann's also a podcaster, mm-hmm. but she's more um, like YouTube than okay. than the main platforms. But she's getting ready to change all that. But last week we had Jeff Belanger and Ray Ozier on from the New England Legends podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it's not lip service. I am literally uh, so invested in that show. I just, when a new episode drops, I listen to it that night. Now, I know you get excited. But... I thought after listening to a bunch of that stuff on their episode that maybe we could do a story from New England. Good. I tried to find one, and if they've done an episode on this, I either missed it, which I don't know how, but they've got like 280 episodes. Mm-hmm. They, I either missed it or they just haven't gotten around to it because, of course, New England is like the oldest part of the country. So oh, yeah, I'm they sure they have there's tons and tons mm-hmm. of stories. But I found one that I thought we could do do ourselves. We're, we're going to start off this story in Proctor, Vermont. There is a spectacular landmark there known as Wilson's Castle. Wilson's Castle. It's a beautiful place. Dang, it's, I wish I had a castle named after me. I mean, I'm sure we could make that happen. Yeah? I mean... Maybe the White Castle that's up here on the corner, we can just stick a sign out in front. Yeah. It'll probably last until they cut the grass. Probably. Well, that'd be something, though. Better nothing, right? That's right. It's better nothing. <laughs> At least I'll make an effort. Oh, you're sweet. You laugh, but when I post a picture on Facebook and there's a sign in front of White Castle and says Tracy's Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this this castle sits up on a hill. It's actually a little west of of Proctor, and I think they call the town West Proctor, but for the sake of this story, we're just going to call it Proctor. There's primarily just forest and pastures and this building. Oh, okay. That sounds nice, It literally is like by itself up there. Yeah. It's 32 rooms. It's a beautiful piece of architecture. It's, It's a true castle. And it was once the home of Dr. Johnson and his wife. It's set on 115 acres at, you know, at its its original. Why don't I look over and you got your shirt pulled completely up? Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking where the cat scratched me. (laughs) Sorry, my bad. It's not distracting at all. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, the good doctor lost the house to foreclosure in the late 1870s. There are some mysteries, though involved with this castle first of all we don't know much about the doctor other than the fact that he was born in vermont he traveled to great britain that's where he studied medicine and while he was over there the u.s was going through the civil war mm-hmm. so he picked a good time to be gone if you didn't want to be involved in all that oh well, yeah he goes over there and he met a titled Englishwoman with a lot of money. He proposed to her and she accepted. Just like that? Just like that. Well, she ain't much for looking, is she? Well, 
She probably heard his his, his American accent and thought, well, that's different. That's exotic. <laughs> the main reason that she agreed to move back to the States, of course, she wouldn't back to, but that's where he was from, was that he agreed to build her an English-style estate on the countryside. That land where they built the, the house was primarily known for quarries and dairy farms. So it literally was, even back then, was in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. The money to build the castle, surprise, surprise, would actually come from Lady Johnson. He didn't have no money. Not to build an estate like that. Well, I get it, but she could have married anybody else. Well, apparently this is what she wants. Or maybe she could have married somebody that where she didn't have to pay for it. Maybe she was just really unattractive. It's kind of like... It's kind of like, you know, when I buy you a Christmas gift, I don't want to buy it with our money because I feel like, well, I'm, that's our money that I'm buying you a gift with. Yeah, and I, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but every gift I buy you is with our money because that's what well, happens when you're married. It's all our I money. I know. It just, I don't know. It's like I should have did it a better example. Like mom and dad gave me money to buy them a birthday gift or something. <laughs> right. you, do you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, oh, it just feels weird. All right. So construction took almost eight years. Dang. This place has got 13 fireplaces, 84 stained glass windows, and the third floor was big enough that it featured a ballroom. Wow. It's big. Why did it take so dang long? I mean, I get it's big, but... No, you're looking in the 1800s. They didn't exactly have cranes and stuff. Well, yeah. And they're in the middle of nowhere. Well, that's very true. Very true. Some say that Lady Johnson became ill and she died, thus drying up the doctor's primary source of income. Many say, though, that she actually returned back to Great Britain before she died. And there's a story behind that. I was going to say, if she died and they were married, why didn't she? Why didn't he get the money? I, mean, I imagine they still had debts on it. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. And, and if she did move back to Great Britain, like mm-hmm. a lot of people suggested, maybe the it would have been hard to get money from her because now she's back in her own country and they probably couldn't sue mm-hmm. to do that. Unable to pay even the taxes, much less his servants, the doctor lost the home due to the extensive debts. Then came a series of four different owners who lived in the building briefly but probably moved out because the upkeep proved to be a little too much for each one of them. Okay, but so the ha- the house was completely done, though, right? Yeah, by that time, Okay. Yeah. Each tenant put the property back on the market, but the ghost stories didn't start until around 1939. That's when AM radio pioneer Herbert Wilson came to town from Michigan. He found out that the property was up for auction and he bought it for $10,000. Wow. I can't imagine. I wonder what it was worth. I don't know. What but, a good deal. But keep in mind that the place was in dire need of repairs. Hmm. And you take a castle that needs a bunch of repairs. Yeah, that that's true. You know, there's, there's no tellings. So Wilson, though, started pouring his uh, resources that he had into his new purchase. He reconstructed an old brick barn at the very bottom of the hill and turned it into a radio station. That station went off the air in 1988, but the broadcast tower and the barn are still there today. Oh, that's cool. Wilson, by the way, was pulled into the military during World War II because of his communication expertise. Now, I say pulled in 
but he actually enlisted, but he was encouraged to enlist because he knew what he wanted. And this was back in the 30s when, you know, it really meant a lot. Not to say to anybody that doesn't mean a lot to serve today, because obviously it does. But back in the 30s, there was a lot more people lining up during war to get into the military because it was something they were really proud to do. Well, I wonder, though, why he had to build a radio station when he had all that huge... Well, he probably just wanted one there because just because you got a radio station doesn't mean there's one in your area. No, no. I mean, why didn't he just put it in his house? Oh, I don't know. I mean, why do you have... I mean, you got this big, huge house. Why would you go and do that? I don't know. Maybe he just didn't want strangers coming in and out of his house if, they were, if it was just a random radio station he owned. Okay. Had different disc jockeys and stuff like that. Maybe he just didn't want that in his house. Well, I don't think it went down like that back in the day. But you don't know, though. You don't know. You're just speculating. So anyways, I I said that he he enlisted in the Army Signal Corps, and he worked his way all the way up to Colonel before he retired in the early 50s. Wow. Good for him. There's a museum at the castle these days, and they actually have one of his uniform shoulder patches on display. Oh, that's nice. Yep. I don't know why they couldn't get the whole uniform, but... Or the shoulder. (laughs) Or the (laughs) shoulder. He also spent some of his military time in Asia, which had him, while he was over there, develop uh, a fascination with Japanese and Chinese art. And some of that art is actually on display in the uh, castle as well. Now, since Wilson's death in 1981, the castle has been open for tours, which is actually something that he started in 1962 to help offset some of the cost of the upkeep. Wilson had two daughters, Lois, who died of cancer in 1966, and Blossom, who passed away in 2009. Both of these women are considered to be strong candidates for a haunting called the Lady of the House. But if you were a betting person, it's much more likely to be Lois because a woman has been spotted in the tower way before Blossom's death. Oh, well, that would make sense. So it probably wouldn't be her. Yeah. But the most logical speculation is that it's the ghost of Lady Johnson, the original owner. Owner, yeah. Well, that makes more sense. Her and the doctor had one child together. Now, this child was born with Down syndrome shortly after they moved into the castle. The baby was cared for in the nursery, which was just outside the tower room, Mm -hmm. where people were are seeing the lady. Lady Johnson grieved for her child because not much was known about many illnesses at the time, and that would include Down syndrome. You got to keep in mind, this was a time when illnesses such as that were considered to be an embarrassment to the family. Oh, that's terrible. The story goes that Lady Johnson's parents begged her to come back to Great Britain and bring the baby. And she did, leaving the doctor all alone with no funds or family. So that's that's the story behind her coming back back before she died. Some, though, say, this whore. But Lady Johnson hated to leave her beautiful home. So maybe she has come back. Spend some time there as a ghost. Well, I would. If I was her. Hurley and Terry Kekovis are preservationists, but they're also former guides at the castle. Now, they said that there were doors opening and closing when no one else was there. 
They would also find objects moved into places without any rational explanation. There were countless examples of moving shadows on the walls when there was no one or nothing to actually cast these shadows. Another guide by the name of Ashley said that she feels like she's constantly being watched whenever they're on tour. Though she also added that it doesn't feel like it's a negative or a menacing spirit in any way. She has also noticed shadowy movements, primarily on the staircase. Sometimes her tour will actually catch a whiff of cigar smoke in the dining area. Like most of these historic buildings, there is no smoking ever permitted inside the building. Colonel Wilson was indeed a cigar smoker, though, so it would make sense. One guest said that on a tour, when he was in the library, he turned and he noticed a man in a tan summer military uniform just standing and watching the group on the tour. The figure held a, a, what appeared to be an unlit pipe in his hand. Now, during the 1920s and the 1930s, there was a beauty school on site. That's cool. There have been cases where a young woman has been seen dancing across the ceramic-tiled Queen Anne porch. Well, that's good. It seems like, you know, she's having good memories and had a good time back in the day. Yeah, many think that she probably was part of the beauty school. Of oh, those beauty school, uh-huh. Former guide Brennan said that the back stairway is a place of special interest. These were the traditional st stairs that were specifically for the house servants. That way they could uh, make their way all over the house without ever being seen by the guests. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. It is, when unless you just think yeah. about the fact that they felt like that uh, they weren't worthy of being well, seen by the that's guests. that's very true. And I'm sure they felt like that, but what are you going to do? Guests and employers often sense movement up and down those stairs. There's also the sound of objects being dropped down the stairs when no one else is around. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, I don't know, anything. Somebody's dropped something that makes noise coming down yeah. the steps. There's nothing there. This particular area seems to come alive after catered parties. The Wilson Castle is a, a big home for like special weddings or other particular parties and ceremonies that are high caliber. Yeah. So it's not unusual to have uh, a catered banquet of some sort in there. Sounds of vague voices and movements with peripheral vision all are regular experiences during these events. Much of this occurs in the kitchen area. Several guides through the years have actually mentioned strange electrical occurrences. Now, you're probably thinking, well, you know, this place is old, so the electric's probably just as old and it's outdated. And you would be correct, but when electricians come in and actually try to rectify the situation, they don't find any issues whatsoever with the wiring to see what could be causing these issues. Some of these issues were dimming of the lights where there were no dimmers in place. Oh, that's a neat trick. Other times, lights would refuse to function at all. Flip on the light, nothing. Nothing wrong with the light bulb. Uh-huh. Nothing. But it just wouldn't come on. And then when they come out and check it, I had electricity going to it and everything, so there was nothing that should have caused that. So they just was not in the mood to party at that time. Apparently not. The tour guides eventually just acknowledged that 
spirits must be there. And they asked that they please stop with the pranks. I was thought they was nice about it. Brennan also noted that the second floor bedrooms were very active. In some of these instances, wrinkles will appear on Mrs. Wilson's bedspread soon after the beds are made. Hmm. You also have passersby outside that will sometimes see the window shades go up and down, which wouldn't be a problem, except they see these in, during the winter months when the place is closed. So oh. there's no employees or anything there to do that. But they'll physically see it happen and they'll see them raise and lower from outside and there's no one else inside. So they close the whole thing down, huh? Yeah, for the winter months. Mm -hmm. I got one more story on this place. Back in 2005, Brennan had unlocked the building and entered. And over the fireplace in the library is a portrait of Colonel Wilson. So if you went there today, that's what you would see. But there used to be two portraits there. The one was of Colonel Wilson, but another was of his nephew, who was a Marine, named Ethan. Now, on this day that Brennan came in and unlocked the door, he saw a small mess over on the library rug, so he went directly over there. There was the portrait of Ethan lying face up. All the glass from the frame had broken out. Now, it wasn't lying all around like like you would think, mm -hmm. like it just scattered. It was actually like it was placed uh, all around in a certain pattern, almost like an aura, as if someone, you know, like I said, they just rearranged it and put it that way themselves. Okay, so you're probably thinking, okay, but the picture just fell off the wall. Those things happen. And if it's going to fall off the wall and it's a castle and a big picture, it's probably just going to hit and break. Well, that, yeah. that would make sense. That's my thoughts exactly. Until I found out that the picture laid on the floor about 30 feet away from where it was hanging. Oh, wow. So unless this picture had feet, it would be or impossible. Wings. Or wings. It would be impossible. And he was a Marine, not in the Air Force, so it probably didn't have wings. <laughs> well, that's pretty interesting. But anyway, that's the story on uh, Wilson Castle from up in Proctor, West Proctor, Vermont. Hmm. Now, so is it still open today, then? Yes. Okay. And is it still closed in the winter months, I wonder? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because I imagine it gets really damn cold up there. Well, I'm sure it does. And, that, you know, they probably... And it's up in the middle of nowhere. Right. So it's probably treacherous on the roads. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. So at certain times. So it's just better to be closed down. It'd be kind of cool to go see, though. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if there's anything else in Vermont to see. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if they have any kind of, like, something else to go with that. Syrup? Syrup? They make maple syrup up in Vermont. I think that's kind of their main thing. Oh. I think that's where most... So you just get a jug of maple syrup and go check it out? <laughs> yeah. Chug some syrup while you're walking around. <laughs> Remember, my son Alex went to Vermont, and he said it was the most boring drive he'd ever been at because there literally was nothing. Really? Nothing know, but, out there. But for, I'm sure, people who live in Vermont, that's why they like it there. That's probably true. You, some people don't want all that stuff. Yep, I don't blame them. All right, let's take a really quick sponsor break, and then uh, we'll be back with some quick uh, show updates, and then uh, we will listen to our special guest, Ghost Tits. All right. All right, Tracy, so a lot of good things happening. We are really close 
to our first events. I mean, we're literally a month away from from, uh, Hillbilly Horror Stories in Ohio and Louisville. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Go get your tickets for that because the tickets are really starting to pick up. Uh, and I got a feeling that these, as Trip Freddy almost falls off the table, <laughs> I got a feeling that this is going to sell out uh, really quick. And then the week later, us and Cryptids of the Corn at Post Town Elementary, you'll start hearing the commercial for that. It will probably already. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be uh, a fantastic, fun time. And then the confessional show, that's more than half sold out already. I know. It's, so, uh, I'm so looking forward to all these things and seeing everybody. So we cannot wait. All these tickets are available at um, hillbillyhorrorstories.com. Yeah. So, Tracy, I'm going to have you go ahead and read the Patreon okay. and the iTunes because we forgot to do them last week. We did, and I apologize about that, you guys. All right. So, we have Skylar Bella Adeline, which I love that name. It's really pretty. One Bad Mother. <laughs> you, you know water? Yeah, there's more to it than that. Woodchuck413. The Rest Phantom, 75. Boyd Wright, we love you, doll. ECBCEB, 1820. And our good old faithful Mojo Lobster. Thank you guys for the reviews. They were awesome. So awesome. And our Patreon this week is Karen. Thank you, beautiful, for your support. We appreciate y'all so much. Keep those reviews coming because they help us out a lot. Yeah, I saw just Karen on there, and I was looking for a complaint, but there wasn't one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. We do appreciate y'all. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's listen to Shelby Gann. Hey, guys, I am excited. As you know, I have been uh, down for the count for a little bit, and this is the first interview that I've actually done in four weeks. It feels good to be back at it, and I've got uh, Shelby on from Mississippi. She is part of Back Road Paranormal, and this is a new one, Ghost Tit Paranormal, and uh, she's she's very proud of that one, and and uh, I could see why. It's uh, it's something that uh, I'll say stands out. Uh, obviously, it's it's something in, in the paranormal world, there's so much saturation if you can do anything at all to make yourself stand out a little bit, and uh, I think the name is catchy, and I like it. So, uh, welcome, Shelby. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I didn't know I was your first interview since since all that happened. So I feel, I'm honored. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been uh, I actually been trying to get back, and I've set up three or four, but you're the only one I set up for this week. So being proactive. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about a couple of things. First of all, tell me about you're you're young. I can tell that by looking at you. Uh, how old are you? Twenty eight. Well, I would have thought you were younger than that. So everybody you, you does. Look, yeah, you look closer to like 22, 23. Yeah. So what got you what got you into the paranormal? Was there one certain thing in your life that's like, you know, oh wow, now I have a lifetime fascination or was it just a, a accumulation of things over time? Kind of both. So like I've always liked like scary stuff. I've like growing up when I was little I was really scared of like the paranormal and ghosts and spooky things, but I was always intrigued by it. And, but the one thing that kind of happened and I get flack for it all the time, so I'm ready for it, but seeing ghost adventures kind of clicked it for me. I was like, Oh my God, that's so cool. That looks like so much fun. I want to do that. And I know everybody, everybody gives me so much flack for it, but uh, I'm, I'm a ghost adventures fan, but 
but that's what kind of did it for me after that I really I really enjoyed like watching all the TV shows all, listening to all the podcasts and I tried for years to get somebody to let me be a part of their team and nobody would give me the time of day because I was so young but uh until David Childers invited me on my first investigation and I was in tears when he asked me I was like oh my god I'm gonna go on an investigation and that's where I met Eileen and uh that was literally one of the best nights of my life and then after that he asked me to be a part of um NPRI and I it was it was over after that I was hooked <laughs> so did anything happen that particular night that kind of uh, drew your attention or or was it just kind of a whole home night cuz we know in paranormal investigating it can be 99% boring and 1% exciting right. it was a little exciting i think for me it was just exciting just to have the experience so not a lot really happened. I think we saw some shadows like me and David was kind of in a hallway looking down or like looking down towards the end of the hallway and you could see like shadows. So that was really cool. Um, and then we have on footage, I think it wasn't anything paranormal, but it was so funny because we were doing like a live feed of it. My son was watching too and he was like texting like or commenting on it saying be careful mom <laughs> <laughs> but somebody's phone it was like a siren like a police siren and you know you're in a dark area everybody's quiet everybody's waiting for something to happen and the guy's phone goes off and it's a siren and I jump up and I'm like <laughs> like fixing a run and David was like were you fixing a run <laughs> <laughs> so yeah <laughs> but yeah as far as like nothing nothing too crazy happened nothing flying across the room or anything so <laughs> that was was this like a residential type setting was it uh for somebody or was it more of a public type setting i think it was a public investigation but it was a lot of like local teams got together and did a big ghost hunt and there was a few people that you know, like me that wasn't on a team and just wanted to go um and it was at a hospital in Hattiesburg or hazelhurst hazelhurst mississippi and nice. um, yeah, it was it was so cool. And then I found out later, my sister, I think this this was before my sister passed away, but I had learned that she actually went to that hospital. She had an accident with a lawnmower <laughs> and uh, she actually went to that hospital right before it shut down. So it was kind of like a cool little tie. <laughs> you know, oddly about three maybe four years ago my sister had an accident with a lawnmower really she, yeah she actually lost her big toe and part of the uh the second toe yeah it was one of the most gruesome things i've ever seen oh wow <laughs> yeah i think my sister she i think it was her hand she cut her hand because i think maybe she was lifting it and was like maybe cleaning it off oh. i'm not i was so young <laughs> so in your years now of, uh, of being an experienced paranormal investigator, what are some instances that, that have happened to you that you would say for a skeptic, man, I wish you could have seen this because this would have made you a believer. I don't think I've had 
that one experience yet because I I'm kind of a skeptical believer so like I try to explain away everything just so I know that when that one thing happens that I can't explain I'll know for sure that that it was real but um I think one thing that got me was probably we were at this like deer processing plant it was me and Eileen and Lindy from um Tangipahoa Parish Paranormal. <laughs> I think I said that right. But um, we were there investigating and we were doing, um, I think they called it sensory deprivation, where you put on the headphones and you listen to the spirit box. And normally I'm all for it. I'm so excited to do it. That's like my favorite thing. Eileen kind of has to warn me and be like, don't do it too much. She's like the the paranormal mom for me. <laughs> She's like, now you got to be careful. But um, we were doing that and I had the headphones in and it sounded like, I don't know what the guy said, but it started with a W because it went like, and then like, it felt like it just engulfed me. And I felt just something just go all around me and I got so scared I took the headphones off and I threw them and I was like I'm done I'm done and I've never like tapped out ever but I was done at that point I don't know what he said or what about it that scared me it was just the way it felt and I don't know what it was I but it was something that scared me (laughs) what's the uh, coolest place that you've investigated Oh, man, there was the house. Gosh, Eileen's going to kill me, but I cannot remember the name of it. It starts with a W. It's here in Mississippi. And they filmed scenes in the help in that house. So I thought that was really okay. cool. Um, I don't remember a whole lot happening on that investigation, but there was a lot going on. It was a public investigation. So there was a lot of people and. I'm not super into the public investigations just because I like more intimate settings like the deer processing plant. That was really cool. And I collect dead things. So I loved all their taxidermy they had in there. (laughs) But um, I think the coolest one for me was was the hospital in Hazelhurst. So why did you investigate the deer processing plant? Were there rumors to the, that it was haunted? Was it just to kind of take a stab and and see what you would come up with? What was the, the reason for checking that out to begin with? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the owner of the deer processing plant, it was either him or his wife reached out to Lindy. I don't know. It, she They reached out to Lindy and Eileen. I don't know which one was first, but they reached out to both of them and wanted us to come investigate. And um, I think Eileen kind of set it up and then we kind of went from there. All right. So this was, this was uh kind of secondary, but I think this is actually going to become a, a pretty cool part of this chat is we were talking a little bit about religion. And as, as I told you off the air, we like to bring on different people uh, that are affiliated with different religions, just to try to educate the public out there on what this exact religion is. And we've had, you know, uh, people on who, who practice voodoo and white and dark magic and sangria. We had a uh, a cat on who was a, a satanic witch a couple of weeks back. 
but you're you're a little bit different uh, uh, as far as your religion that I had I actually was not aware of. Not well, not completely aware of. Right. Uh, so tell me again what religion you practice and kind of break it down for me as to what it really is, as opposed to what people might think that it is. Right. So there's different names for it. There's Norse paganism. There's Asatru or Odinism. I use the term Odinism just because Odinism or Norse pagan, because Norse pagan sounds really cool. So I use that <laughs> one a lot. Um, but then an Odin, Odinism is kind of the the term that I tend to use the most. Um, what it is, is I believe in, now I'm kind of unorthodox. So I believe in the Norse gods and the Norse paganism, I, Norse mythology, as some people say. Um, but I don't, I believe differently. I believe that they weren't people. I I don't believe they were humans or like in the human form. I believe that they're different types of energies. Like Odin is like an energy of wisdom and strength and power. Whereas Freya is like an energy of love and war and cats. Cause I love cats, <laughs> but, um, and a lot of people see it. And of course they think oh Vikings, and they think, oh, you're raiding and pillaging and stealing and murdering. No, that's not it. It's more of like, I leave offerings for the gods. And this is really different for me because I've never, I don't talk about it a whole lot, but I want to. And I'm getting better at explaining it. <laughs> but um, so I leave offerings for the gods and it's very nature based. So nature is kind of my temple. And I go out into nature and kind of have discussions with the gods and kind of talk about what I need help with in my life. And it's not, I'm not begging and asking. Um, I'm asking for the strength to do it myself. And um, I get a lot just because of the way that it looks. And then you hear the term paganism, you think, Oh, sacrifice and sacrificing babies and you know you're worshiping satan there is no devil there's no satan in my practice and and what my spirituality is um so that's completely false <laughs> and i got that a lot recently because of some pictures i took which were really cool but uh <laughs> they, they were cool thank you um but yeah, that's kind of the gist. That's a, the best I can explain. And I am still new to it because I was raised Baptist. I'm from the South. Mississippi is very much Baptist. Um, so that's how I was raised. And I actually went to a Christian Academy school. But I always knew that wasn't for me. I'm not knocking it. My boyfriend and my kid both are Christian. Um, but I knew it wasn't for me. And I kind of dabbled in different things I was interested in Buddhism for a while then I really really got into Wicca and but then that didn't seem right for me either and then I started learning about Asatru and Odinism and I was like something feels right about this and it's so weird because I did like a ancestry DNA thing and the my true ancestry thing and a lot of my ancestors are from like Scandinavia, 
Norway, Denmark, and all that. So I have. I, could, I, could I don't want to say. Yeah, I, I don't want to say like Viking blood because Viking wasn't like a a type of person. It was a job title, but right from that area. So I'm gonna say I have Viking. <laughs> <laughs> so in that particular religion. Uh, do they believe in demons uh, or afterlife or what, what happens in that religion to your spirit when you're gone? Does it does it go on as a reincarnation? What do you know about that part of it? So the best that I've discovered or the best way I can explain it that I've discovered is there's different realms or halls, as they call it. Midgard is Earth. That's where we're at now. And. Valhalla is where Odin's temple is, or Odin's hall. And that's where you go when you dive in battle or in war or in like a really honorable way. And then I for, I'm going to butcher every one of these names because it's in a different language. <laughs> and I'm from the South, so I sound like I'm eating cornbread all the time. <laughs> Trust me, they're used to me butchering names. It won't be a problem. Um, I forget the name of Freya's hall, but Freya has a hall where she takes um, Odin comes and takes his picks first and then Freya comes and she takes her picks. And then if you die from like disease or old age or something kind of natural, you go to and this is going to sound really bad, but it is called hell. It's not like the Christian hell. You're not in pain. You're not suffering. It's not scary. Um, that's where the goddess of the underworld kind of her name is hell and she's actually loki's daughter and she's the one that you see that has like the split face like one side of her face is beautiful and attractive and the other side is like a corpse and um she kind of reigns in hell and it's spelled h-e-l not h-e double hockey sticks <laughs> but um and that's kind of where everybody goes that you know if you I know some people have their own beliefs with like suicide and things like that. But if you commit suicide or you have an accident or just die of old age or sickness, that's where you go. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So what happens if you're just like a horrible person and you're a mass murderer and and I mean, where do those people go? You know, I haven't figured that out yet. That's. I'm still learning a lot about it, but I haven't figured that out yet. Cause you know, in every other religion, there's kind of a place where you go if you're like a terrible person, but I haven't pinpointed. There's still a lot about Norse mythology, Norse mythology and Norse paganism that people don't know just because, you know, they didn't really write everything down back in those days. So there's a lot right. of it that we don't know. And we just kind of have to fill in the blanks where we can and read a lot of books. <laughs> do you at least get to sometimes wear the cool viking hat with the horns on it i haven't yet but i want to <laughs> and i will one day <laughs> when i was in chicago visiting my aunt we were walking around and there was this guy on like um what are those things called it doesn't have a handle it's like the little thing you step on the segways like little, yeah kind of like a segway and he had the viking helmet on and he had like a pint of beer and he's just going on that little thing and i was like he is living his best life and i love that for him <laughs> uh, i'm gonna say a phrase i didn't think i would ever say on this show but tell me about ghost hits paranormal <laughs> 
So ghost hits is kind of it's ghost hits is me. I am ghost hits right now. I don't have like a team. It's just me for now. Maybe one day I'll have people, but I have trust issues. So <laughs> that ghost hits is my baby. And I don't want to invite anybody just yet. But ghost hits started as like a joke. So I had a roommate. Her name is Brandy. If she's watching or listening, hey. <laughs> Um, and we were watching the girl Ghostbusters movie and there's a scene on there and it has to be a deleted scene because every time I've tried to show somebody, it's not on there, but I had somebody send it to me. So it's out there and it did happen and I'm not crazy, but they're sitting around telling stories about how they got into like ghost hunting and stuff like that. And she, the main character, she's talking about how, you know, she was bullied and people called her ghost girl and all that and then the funny little blonde girl with the glasses she comments and she's like yeah they used to call me ghost tits and I we died laughing and my roommate was like that's what I'm gonna start calling you and I was like why she's like because you and she's like because your tits are here in spirit and everyone knows that I'm not the most curvy vivacious uh lady out there so I'm kind of built like a 12 year old boy but that's fine I embrace it <laughs> but uh so I, it kind of stuck after that I changed my Netflix name to ghost tits and then it was kind of went from there so when <laughs> when I decided that I wanted to to really pursue this I I was like what better name no one else is gonna have that name because I this had it at first, I had it in my head because there was a song that I really liked that I was like, oh, if I ever have um, a paranormal team, that's going to be our theme song. And it, it's um, Renegades by, oh, God, I forget who it's by, but it's called Renegades. And I was like, oh, Renegade Paranormal. That'd be cool. So I Googled it and I'm searching on Facebook and it was already taken. And I was like, hey, so if you're out there, I want my name back. <laughs> <laughs> but um. <laughs> But no, and Ghost Hits was born, and I was like, that's it. That's the name. So, <laughs> well, tell uh, tell everybody how they can follow you on Ghost Hits, where they can where they can find out. It. It's Facebook. Uh, it's a Facebook group. Is it a group or a page? It's a page. It's, um, let's see how you can find it. Normally, I go on there and just search Ghost Hits Paranormal, but sometimes I guess some people's settings are different and it won't pop up. So if you have any kind of parental settings, <laughs> that'll do it. But uh, just go on there and search Ghost Hits Paranormal on Facebook and it's a like page. And that's where I do my podcast. And they're not they're not on a schedule. I just kind of pop in when I can. I have one coming up um March 1st that I'm going to do that's actually very near and dear to my heart um and it's more of a serious episode cuz I don't always just talk about the paranormal I talk about like true crime conspiracies UFOs cryptids um and then like real life as well but this one I'm discussing Raymond Detention Center and it's uh, for those that don't know it's a prison in Mississippi that is known for its corruption and mistreatment. And I actually, my brother was murdered in there. So that that one is kind of near and dear to my heart. And we're going to talk about that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. 
Well, first of all, I'm sorry to hear about your brother. Thank you. And for everybody listening, because when this comes out, that episode will have already come out because that's coming out on the first and this will be out a couple of days after that. But I'm assuming that it'll still be up for people to uh, see. Oh, yeah. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to Ghost Hits Paranormal on Facebook. We're going to like this page and we're going to show Shelby how big of an audience we have out here at uh, Hillbilly Horrorland and see if we can't get her a whole bunch more likes than she currently has. And yeah. uh, even before then, I'll uh, we'll we'll post something in our group and on, on my uh, regular page and see if we can't get people turned on and uh, subscribe to your page before that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. When I when I saw how big your page was, I was I got so nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm gonna butcher this. <laughs> Now, and, and to be honest with you, we should be a lot bigger on our Facebook page, but Facebook screws you when you get oh, to yeah. be, when you get to be a certain level, they almost, mm-hmm. we, we were at one point growing 15 to 1800 people a week. Wow. And we went from like 10,000 to 20,000 in seven or eight weeks. And it's been at 20,000 and change for two years now. Cause they wow. somehow stifled it unless Just... you buy, you get, unless you pay to have mm-hmm. uh to get new members so i mean i don't know how you go from 1500 a week to just nothing in two nothing. years but that's where it's been so yeah it's yeah i learned gotta to get there attention. gotta get their nickels and dimes somewhere absolutely shelby it was an absolute blast having you on i appreciate it thank you for having me i'd love to come back if you'll have me again <laughs> you have any other social media they can follow any kind of tiktok or instagram or tumblr yeah, or i i have MySpace? a tiktok and it is pretty much across the board. It's Ghost Hits Paranormal or some form of that. I think Instagram is Ghost Hits 77. And then TikTok is Ghost Hits Paranormal. Awesome. Well, everybody go pay attention. Shelby is super fun that we've been able to talk for the last couple of days and uh, just following some of the stuff she does on Facebook and stuff. She's an absolute blast. She's a free spirit to say the yeah. least. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys, that wraps it up for this week. I'm uh, so excited to be able to be back to doing this. We're close to being back full time. And um, I'm just I'm thankful for all you guys for uh, all of your thoughts, prayers, positive vibes, whatever you sent sent our way. Uh, thank you for being patient with me. And uh, soon things will be back to normal. Yeah. Thank you guys are amazing. We love you all so, so much. And we want you all to have a blessed week.